Okay, good morning, everybody. This is Linda, and I am um, facilitating your call today uh, with two co-facilitators. One is on right now, and one I'm sure will join us later. Lori is co-facilitating with me today. Good morning, everyone. Mm-hmm. So since it is 1101, um, we are going to get the call started right now. Everybody is muted, um, and as soon as we get prayed in, I will unmute everyone. So if you could please mute yourself um, in order to keep the recording nice and clean for those who will listen later or if we want to re-listen. Um, so it's star six to mute star seven to unmute or to talk, and then star two to raise your hand if you would like. And Lori, if you would like to go ahead and pray us in. I would love to. So taking a nice breath, placing my hands on my heart. I'm so grateful for the Masterful Living community and for Jennifer. So grateful for the ease and grace of technology that brings us all together in this time and space. Grateful for the love and the courage for those showing up and those that are listening in and those that choose to be part of this community, learning to transform all of our fear and our anxieties into love and forgiveness. Grateful for this beautiful space that we hold for each other, for all of the unconditional love and support we share for all of our fellow people in the community, all of our brothers and sisters. I offer up any fears and anxieties, known and unknown, to the altar of our higher Holy Spirit self so that we may show up and be the divine children of God that we already are. I offer up any need to compare and contrast ourselves to anyone else, believing that we are perfect just the way that we are. We are divine children of God. We are willing to be perfect, whole, and complete. We are love. I offer up this prayer to any and all, in all dimensions of time and space, because we are all one. I allow myself to accept this, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, so this is your last chance to self-mute if you have background noise. Again, that is star six to mute, um, star seven to talk, and star two to raise your hand. And I'm putting everyone on interactive mode now. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody, if you want to say good morning and tell us where you're from. Good morning, this is Alexa from Los Angeles. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Hi, good morning. Oh, good afternoon. Uh, my name's Jenny, and uh, Jenny Morland, and I'm calling from uh, England. 
Can you hear me? Me, yes. Good morning, Jenny. Okay, cool. It's my first time on the call. I've listened to uh, many of the, um, the conversations, but I've not done it live before, so I'm a bit new to the live um, call. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I'll, I'll mute myself now and um, listen to uh, let other people introduce themselves. Okay. Hello, this is Shyla from Valsalboro, Maine. <coughs> Hi, Shyla. Hi. Hi, this is Kristen from Chicago. Hi, Kristen. Hello, all. This is Lisa from beautiful Beverly, Massachusetts. Hi, Lisa. Kimmy, wait, six minutes was all in. Okay. Six minutes. Hello, everybody. This is Anand from Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, Anand. Hey. Hi, this is Carol from Sacramento, California. Hi, Carol. Hi. Hi, this is Lars from Germany. Hi, Lars. Hi, this is Brittany from Wilmington, North Carolina. Hi, Brittany. I have a hand raised. Uh, the number is 705. It starts with 705, and I believe it says I Crowley. So uh, here I am. I'm... Yes, I'm Isabel from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Hi, Isabel. Hi. Good morning, Carla from Portland. Morning, Carla. Not sure if I went through earlier. This is Alexa from Los Angeles. Hi, Alexa. Okay, so the call is yours, folks. Um, those that come in late can go ahead and introduce themselves at that time. Again, if you have background noise, if you could self mute. And um, the call is open, um, but if you start talking and you don't, are people that I may mute if I hear background noise and they're not self-muting, so 
um, if you are talking and you don't hear yourself talking, um, go ahead and either raise your hand or hit star seven to talk. So who would like to start the sharing? Did anybody do any work with the New Year's intentions that Jennifer did on Monday? Yes. And what was your experience with that? <laughs> well, um, what was my experience with that? Um, it's been it's 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 been interest it's been interesting seeing um, what comes up. Uh, in 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 the in the mind i guess um and uh i i feel like i'm i feel like i'm i'm judging myself a little bit less about some of those thoughts but i'm hoping to clear out i'm hoping i don't know about clearing out but um trans, I, i'm hoping to sort of um I don't know. I don't know what I'm hoping for, but um, uh, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I don't know. I don't know what to say. So I'll I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anand. Sure. And Jenny, you have your hand raised. Go ahead, honey. Hi. Um, yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes. Um, yes. Um, I listened to uh, the New Year's one, the Monday call. I think I listened to it about um, Wednesday when I was able to get to it. And um, I actually started uh, doing some of the exercises the next day um, about listening to um, the upsets that she was saying. And what I found was that I have loads of upsets all through the day, whereas normally I don't actually listen to my thoughts or I, I don't have the thinking, I, I don't know how many thoughts I have throughout the day, which are millions. But um, I started doing this at work and writing it down and taking notes and just realized how many upsets I have, even little ones, um, like if someone says something that I don't really like and just found that, I, I very often don't feel things or I, I block the feelings. But just to write it down made me more aware of my thoughts, which is a good thing because then I can give it up for healing. So I found it really good, and I have been doing that every day since. Um, but I was, but the first day I was just amazed at how many upsets I had throughout the day. Um yeah, so that that was interesting. That was very interesting. And um, my number, I didn't get to uh, share my number from the the New Year's um, from the first class, and uh, mine was a hundred percent. So I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> um, I just also want to say while I'm on speaking that um, I did the Finding Freedom for the first time last year, just before Christmas, 
and uh, was very fearful and still fearful of joining the, the one-year course and had a, a lot of support from people on Facebook sharing and I made the uh, commitment now and I'm really looking forward to the year because my, my main fear is of how will I be when I am love and how will I be when I really love myself and love others around me and that's an un, unknown feeling at the moment uh, that's that's where I am so I'm at the beginning and I am willing I'm willing to be willing and I'm looking forward to making the big changes in my life this year um, thank you thank you yeah I'll leave it there thank you Jenny thank you so much beautiful yeah my pleasure yeah I did have uh, Cindy from Kelowna, British Columbia, just typed in hello. So she just wanted to let everybody know she's here. So good morning, Cindy and um, Kareen also from Rome, Georgia. So good morning, ladies. And also Susan from Oakville, Canada. Good morning, Susan. And Tammy said I'm from Oklahoma City. Sorry. I'm sorry, from Oklahoma City. Who are you? Tammy. Tammy, great. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, So, Amber, you have your hand raised, honey. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Okay. I've not been on a call before, so I wasn't sure how to go about um, talking. Um, I was just thinking about what uh, Jenny was saying and about uh, the comment of, you know, what will I I be like when I'm loved? And I've been thinking a lot about that because I was trying um, very hard this holiday season to be loved in my family so that we didn't have the same well, familial upset that we always have, like clockwork through the uh, holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And I noticed that um, I was trying to be really peaceful in situations, and people would look to me to be upset. And when I didn't get upset over something because I was trying to be uh, peaceful, I was trying to be loved, <laughs> um, they would look at me like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you getting upset. You always get upset. Um, And it was almost as if um, they could no longer recognize me because I wasn't feeding into um, the family stress. And it was was good in that I felt calm, but it was also I felt a little scared because I thought my family isn't going to recognize who I am anymore. If If I'm not the person who gets upset, what identity do I have within my family? It's almost like do I become a non-entity because I'm no longer Amber Dawn, um, you know, this this very feisty person. I'm this calm person. And and do I have a personality at all anymore? I mean, is that completely subjugated? Um, so those are thoughts I had. 
And would you be okay to lose that identity? <laughs> That's what I'm struggling with. It's like I feel like um, I know that, uh, you know, reading the Course in Miracles book, uh, you know, it, it talks about that. It's like why why would you hold on to these, this petty identity when you can join fully with um, with God and, and pure love and that the Holy Spirit isn't asking you to give up anything that, that's truly meaningful, that this isn't real at all. Um, but I guess the ego part inside of me is, is fighting tooth and nail to, to hold on to that scrap of, but you have to be differentiated. You have to be separate. If you aren't separate, what meaning do you have in this planet? Yeah, good question. Thanks, Amber. What well, was the question? Well, oh, I'm Ray. sorry. Oh. Kristen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just was going to share my <clears throat> writing down the upsets. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just surprised how many small upsets came from my kids, just from kind of the amount of times in a day I get bothered by the things they're doing or not doing. And I just was surprised how often it was because I didn't realize that, I, you know, I don't get like really mad at them too much, but I was surprised how many small times I just was like, oh, why are they doing this? Why can't they do it this way? Why is this? this? Um, so I think that's definitely an area I need to pay attention to. Thank you, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have something you wanted to add? That may not have been his voice. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything they'd like to share about that? Well, this is Linda. I can tell you in my experience. Um, when I first took Finding Freedom, I remember getting a pretty low number and finding and thinking that um, I was not a very judgmental person. And um, I remember asking Jennifer a question during one of our classes and uh, had something to do with somebody that I worked with that was, I felt was constantly coming to me talking about her judgments of other people and how it, it was making me uncomfortable because she was judging and not realizing that I was judging her. <laughs> and Jennifer made a comment that the judger always feels judged. And I remember getting angry with her for saying that because I was thinking, my ego was thinking, well, I'm not a judgmental person. So that just kind of made makes me laugh every time I think about it now. When I went back and reassessed my number, it was way higher. 
oh, it's like recognizing those judgments was um, a first step. They'll have them every day, but this is a good place to be to help to release them. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, can I can I speak? Yes, yes, please. Um, yeah, I've, I I really I can't believe how judgmental I am. It's 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 just unbelievable. Um, and uh, when I Jennifer talked about zero zero hundred percent responsibility, zero percent blame, and um, the Course in Miracles talks about. Um, it talks about when you make the shift. Okay, I'm, I'm, all right. This is my understanding. I'm not going to quote anything, but what I understand from my heart is that for, based on the teachings is that once you, um, once you take 100% responsibility, once you start to realize that you're responsible for everything that you're creating, um, then there tends to be a self-blame scenario where um, we start attacking ourselves. Um, I don't know if everybody does that, um, but I know that I, that that I do. Um, uh, and it's not about blame. Um, I think that. Uh, what do I think? Um, I don't know. I, what I'm trying to do right now is dropping, dropping blame. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing where that takes me. And, you know, if I drop, if, if I drop the blame, then, then I drop the shame. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I try to speak. I try to just speak from. I, I just try to try to let the flow take uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. I I'm losing my. I, I don't. I don't really have a train of thought. I'm sort of not. Um, I feel like I'm not really here. So um, let me let me let go of that. And uh, I just want. I just want to encourage people that or encourage us that we continue on, continue forward, um, you know, because the, what I really want is to get beyond the self-blame because all, all blame is, all, all, all blame is really self-blame. And, um, when we take responsibility, then it's not, a lot of times, if some, if, let me put this back on me, is that when somebody says that I'm responsible for something, like, I feel like I'm the one to blame. Like, I, I kind of, if somebody says, well, you're responsible for this, then I think it depends how they say it. Like, if, if they're like, well, you're responsible for this. And then I'm like, oh, you're blaming me. But if, if I take responsibility for that and then do the thing that is required of me, whatever that may be, whatever that may be, then, then I'm taking responsibility. The ability to respond is responsibility. Um, so I, um, 
I don't want to respond in a negative way is the thing. And so um, if I respond in a negative way, I, I don't want to think about that hypothetically. I, I just, that's what I, I don't want, but I, I don't want to think about what I don't want because again, that's a negative, you know, like if I think about what I don't want, then I, I don't know where I'm going with that. If somebody can take that into some perspective or I don't know, um, that, that's just a little bit of what I had to say about that. Well, that makes sense because you don't want to energize what you don't want. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anybody else had difficulty differentiating between responsibility and blame and shame? Go ahead, Tammy. Hi. Um, I, you know, I experience self-blame a lot. I take and I take on the the responsibility for things that don't even belong to me. Um, and I tend to use those things. Um, you know, to pretty much what somebody said earlier, attack myself. Um, and I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but, you know, my my counselor, my therapist always says, you are so mean to yourself. And so we've been, you know, working on, you know, taking some time out whenever I'm feeling that because when I'm mean to myself, I'm blaming myself for something. And often I'm taking responsibility for something that I can't do anything about but feel I should be able to control. And that's where all that control stuff comes in, too. It's just one little thing. I mean, every all these uh, kind of snowball and end up being this one great big conglomeration of you know, blame, attack, shame. And what I've, when I catch myself in that, I have been, and I'm not real good at it yet, but I'm learning, stop. See if something's going on in my body. Am I curling my toes? Am I clenching my teeth? Am I twirling my hair? I mean, you know, is something going on in my body? And I try to recognize and be with that sensation in my body and see where it takes me into the the feeling. And what is the feeling? And normally the feeling comes from not feeling worthy enough, good enough, um, you know, smart enough, whatever, enough of, I always feel like there's not enough. And so... The thing that I have been practicing with that is to go, you know, like what Jennifer says all the time. I don't know what that's about, but I'd like to know. 
and sometimes when I just I I recognize it, I accept it. I don't I try not to judge it. I say this is what it is. You know, this is my thought, this is where I'm at. What about this thought? You know, how can I change this thought to make it more positive for me? And, you know, it's a really slow, slow process. And I try to practice that, that new thought, you know, trying to replace that thought with, with I, I am worthy. I, uh, I don't have to earn my worthiness. I, it's inherent in who I am. And that's so hard for me to believe, but I'm trying. So that's, that's kind of how I'm handling that. I mean, there's a lot of loose ends on it, but it's just a process and a journey. And we, you know, we pick up the tools as we go. And when we learn how to use it, we can change. But that's, you know, we can't do it until we have that awareness. So that's all. Thanks, Tammy. It, it is a practice. And, uh, it's neat how we, a lot of times, we're kind of going through the same thing. I have um, Lynn wrote in here on the question board. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is Lynn from Freeport, Florida. So happy to be on this call. Writing down my thoughts throughout the week made me realize that I tend to be very self-critical, and I found that I often judge myself with what I am going to say and I find myself rehearsing my words in my mind before they come out of my mouth. My prayer is that I develop more trust and faith in my communication to allow myself to open up to spirit, to receive the voice of God, to release the blocks, and allow myself to move and speak through my heart. Thank you. So grateful to be in the love of you all. And then uh, Cindy wrote, I didn't really associate the lesson about feelings to be judgment, but I suppose they are. If I feel sad about something, I guess it means I'm judging it, or am I? I'm a bit confused here. So does giving up our judgments mean having no feelings about anything? Does anybody have anything to say about that? Hi, yes, it's... um Jenny here. Is that okay to speak? Yes, Jenny, please. Um, yes, I just, um, as I've now relaxed a bit more into the call, um, I remember as I was writing, or as I read back in the evening what I'd wrote about my upsets throughout the day, um, there was a current, there was a common theme of each upset, and each upset I realized was actually a judgment, um, and it seemed to be more a judgment of myself, of um of, of my failure or of judging myself that why am I upset because I haven't got that or lack of something. So that's what I found were the upsets. Um, when I was upset because my work colleague was being grumpy and um, swearing all the time, and my for me, that was I was judging him, and then I was getting into negativity. And then maybe um, an upset of um, 
about my son and it everything turned for me to a judgment and I, I, I found it quite upsetting really the whole thing um, yes so that's my thoughts about that the other the other thing um, which I also I read something um, from a website about um, food and I started writing down my thoughts and feelings or try to every time I eat because I do tend to eat for comfort and self-medicate and uh, I'm still working on that one. There's quite a lot behind that. But that, again, I would mindlessly pick up something to eat. So I think I've just got so many blocks and non-feelings. And so it's quite upsetting to find that everything is like um, an attack on myself. You know, and again, like the judge always feels judged and the attacker always feels attacked. And that's what I'm doing to myself or have been doing to myself. And I'm I'm trying to now, like, just bring it up, bring up all these feelings um, and and let them go and allow space in there for love to come in. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Um, it, is, it is pretty amazing to me in my own experience um, just finding how much um, negative self-talk there was in my head and um, how unloving it was. Um, I think a lot of us can relate to that. Um, Corinne here wrote that I can witness the fear, the don't want, etc., accept it and surrender it or offer it up in prayer. So I think um, a lot of us have that negative self-judgment so it'll be it'll be nice to go through the year um, learning more from Jennifer about self-love hi this is Lars from Germany I just want to add I am also in the third year at the moment and at the beginning it was so difficult for me to really recognize that I'm judging myself. Uh, for example, with my kids, I have a young kid who is about six years old and he always threw tantrums. He's throwing tantrums at the moment, okay, but I'm not judging him as much as I did. And it was so important for me to really see through it, to really understand that it was my self-talk. When he did something and I always thought about him in a negative way, and this affected my whole way of living, and this self-talk. And when I discovered it and gave it over to the Holy Spirit, a lot of things shifted. So it's really an important process to take on the responsibility not in the sense that I feel guilty about it because at the beginning I really felt a lot of guilt because he behaved in such a way and I thought I as a father would be responsible for it but now I feel more responsible in this sense that I see him uh, he is perfect and it's only my own projection it's only my own self-talk which makes the situation so difficult I mean it's a judgment about him which really uh, was behind it so it's really a very important experience to let go of this judgment and to really feel I'm not guilty but I'm in charge of my life so it's only a way of seeing through it and really accepting what is 
And this is really was a wonderful theme. And I think it's when you start to take responsibility for your life, it's really amazing the results. So thank you for all these shares. Thank you, Lars. Hi, this is Kristen again. I just, um, when someone a few minutes ago was talking about responsibility, it just kind of brought something up for me. Um, I think I've just always associated responsibility as a bad thing, like meaning, oh, it means being tired and having too much to do, and if something goes wrong, it's my fault. Um, and so I think just this year figuring out how to really change my view of responsibility to be responsible can be a good thing and it's not a burdensome thing something tied in with the blame and the guilt but it's so somehow clearing out that belief that I've had that responsibility is, is negative I just thought I'd share that well, that was really good I just something came popped up in my mind and I wanted to share it. something from the course which says that you may have built a case against yourself that is foolproof, but it is not godproof. <laughs> I love that quote. You may have made, you may have built up a case against yourself that is foolproof, but it is not godproof. And and that, whenever I think that, a lot of times when I'm stuck in, sometimes that thought comes up, and I'll, I'll just it'll it'll just re it'll relax me, or sometimes I'll tell that to somebody else, and it will relax them. And um, it's it's a good feeling to realize that you know there there is a higher power, or there, that that power is within us. But um, not but anything that power is it, that power is it it really is. And when when you um, access that power, you know it, it it there is responsibility that comes with it. Um, there is responsibility that comes with it. But that's okay because ultimately you are free. Ultimately, you know, God is taking care of everything ultimately. Um, and we are vessels of that. We are, we are divine, you know, and I think that sometimes we don't, sometimes it's difficult to, to process that or maybe it's not. I don't know, but we are divine. We are. And, um, that's, Truly, who we are, because we are made in the image of God, um, which really is saying, okay, you, you, it's, it's as, as a child, there's always somebody else. A lot of times, we're like, oh, it's, it's, it's this is, this is your fault. This is your fault. This is your fault. But honestly, like, then if I say it's my fault, then I'm saying it's a fault. And the problem is the idea of a fault is again, it's like. It's a mistake and mistakes are correctable. Mistake, if you own up to a mistake, it can be corrected. All mistakes can be corrected if you recognize that they're a mistake. But if you say that this is a mistake that I'm going to repeat forever, then that's a sin. And so if you say that, oh yeah, I made a mistake, then you, the Holy Spirit can take care of any mistake. If you give it up to the Holy Spirit, that's what the Course in Miracles says, is that basically there is no mistake that the Holy Spirit cannot correct. There's no mistake.
that the Holy Spirit cannot correct. So I I think that that just that sums it up. I mean, it's just it's really a relief to realize when you realize that it's a relief. It's a big relief, and that relief is freedom. Um, when when you feel relief, it's freedom. I mean, feeling free is freedom. Um, and you know when you feel free. You know when you feel free. Um, so I don't know what you're searching for, like specifically in your life, but for me, I know that feeling of freedom. I know what that feels like. And, um, it feels great. And, uh, I get caught up in something, some, there's some patterns or whatever, different habits that I have that I might judge myself. I might, ju I might know in my heart that this is maybe not the best thing for me to do to be doing right now. Um, like I, for example, I, I, um, I moved from, I, I had a heart attack in 2009 and I was 33 years old and, um, I had, uh, six, five, I had a sextuple bypass surgery and, um, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty intense and pretty, pretty, it was really scary to go through the, um, the CAT scan and, to see before the surgery, but I was, I was really freaked out about having bypass surgery because, um, I, I, I really didn't want to have to have bypass surgery. And I, I, it was, it was, diff, it was a, it was a difficult experience. Um, and like, <clears throat> but all things happen for your good. All things happen for your good. And, and, um, that understanding that all things are happening for your good, it, it, it's an experience that you experience. Like you, you may not believe it at first, but if you're open to it, if you're open to the idea that everything is happening for your own good, um, it's, 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 it, it, I, I believe that it's really true. I believe that, that everything is happening for my own good to teach me something. And, um, it may not be what I want to learn then, but that's my choice. I'm saying, oh, okay, well, I, I'm closing myself off to learning and I get caught up in some patterns with my family and stuff like argumentative patterns that I have. Um, and, uh, um, I'm trying to drop that. That's, that's one of my things that I'm trying to drop is I'm trying to stop arguing <laughs> because that tends to be what I do and um you know it's when when why do you argue is the question <laughs> the why do I argue and the argue is the argue is because basically I want to get something that I want and if somebody's not willing to give me what I want then I'm going to argue for it but if I say I'm going to argue for it, then again, I'm putting that out there that I'm, that that's what I'm going to do. So I have to watch the words that I use because those words have power. Um, the words that we, we use have tremendous power and, um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's what I wanted to share. And some of these things are coming up, uh, 
you know, this is, I've, I've, I've been working on practicing and, and diligently on spiritual things for, for many years. And, um, it's, it's about feeling free and you can feel, you can feel free. I, I really believe in that liberation, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, liberation is liberating. <laughs> so, you know, and, and you, you'll see it's, it's very, it's very liberating when you, when you feel that, 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 that peace. And, and I've had the moments of that many times, something, the, maybe it's the body or something that comes back into my awareness. And then, you know, it's bodily sensations. A lot of times that, you know, uh, trigger feelings of anxiety and things like that. Um, but, um, but nothing. That's, that's what I wanted to share. I'll continue to, to share upon these things as they come up. But, um, I, I really wanted, I really want to encourage everybody to continue the spiritual practice because it's, it, it, it works. Like after that first, um, after our first uh, talk on on Monday, I had such tremendous healing. It was it was really incredible. I I'd had I'd been suffering I had been suffering from panic attacks for years, and um, after that first conference call, um, and I started writing things down instead of what I did was I took out I took out my my um, my phone, and when when I noticed that I was feeling upset, I just wrote down what I was, what, what was, what was going on in my mind, what I was thinking. And then I just followed the instruction, which is basically, if you write down what you're thinking, when you're feeling upset, it's not true. That, that, that's basically what, what, um, what Jennifer was saying, uh, is that just do that. And I, I would highly encourage everybody to just simply do it and, and, you know, just see where it takes you, you know, be, be willing to, to see where it takes you. Um, be, be willing and, and, and that's all it takes, willingness. And your will has great power. It has great power. What you will have is, you know, it, it, it has great power. And so, so I think that's what it's all about is, is we're not powerless. That's another thing that I wanted to share is that we're not powerless. A lot of times we feel, oh man, I don't have power or I don't have, yeah, like we're not powerless. We're not, we're not victims. We're not, um, we're not unworthy. We're very worthy. Um, and when we come to realize that it gives us tremendous power. And, um, sometimes maybe we're afraid of that power because we might feel like we'll misuse it, but, um, you know, again, it just, I just want to, I just want everybody to know that we're all very powerful. We are. And, um, and, um, you don't have to worry. You don't have to, um, because God takes care of everything. Um, he really does. Or, or, he, she, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's, he's always taking care. Always. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Anon. Yeah, I uh, believe Marianne Williamson has a quote about 
we're not afraid of being little, that we're afraid of our greatness. So it is, for me, it's about taking responsibility without feeling blame and shame and guilt. Um, It's still a daily practice, and I've been doing this for about, well, with Jennifer for about four years, um, Mm. much longer than that, (laughs) beyond with Jennifer. it, it, it's a learning process, and it, for me, has been about um, the difference between thinking that my happiness will come when I get what I think I want and thinking that my happiness is dependent on others' actions um, and releasing my judgment that um, people and things should not be the way that they are because it makes me unhappy or uncomfortable when I'm, when I'm in the space of loving myself and others and being responsible for what I see, then I can realize that everybody's, past is unfolding exactly as it should and I can accept that even though it's not always in my mind what I think I want or sometimes it can be very uncomfortable so yes (laughs) I love that Linda um the the other word that keeps coming through that I would offer up with talking about responsibility is acceptance. So when we realize or we are aware, aware that we've done something and we accept it, the responsibility then becomes from this point forward, am I going to choose love or am I going to choose fear? And so maybe that makes it a little easier. Um, The ego likes to, our thought, our egoic thoughts like to step in as soon as we realize, oh, I've done this to someone. Oh, my gosh, let me feel guilty about that. And then let me feel guilty about feeling guilty about that. And then, oh, I'm a spiritual person. Let me feel guilty about feeling guilty about feeling guilty about that. (laughs) And so the spiral goes. And so what what helps is to go, all right, I did it. I I thought that that person was a jerk. Okay, I'm taking responsibility. And now when I look at that person, I can choose to still think that that person's a jerk or I can choose to see that person with the eyes of love. So, and and then letting go of the rest of the stuff might be a little easier. Yeah, um, hi, this is Alexa. I, that just brought up something from the course to me as well. Um, just as you see them, so will you see yourself. And um, I think that's completely it. It's 
you know, we can choose to to see this outside condition and, and see someone as a jerk or as guilty, and I do it all the time. I'm like, oh, gosh, look at that thought. Why did I just do that? <laughs> you know, I, where did that judgment come from? And then going in reflection, somewhere it's still inside of me. Somewhere I'm still holding on to there must be some part of me that accepts that about me. And none of it's true. And I can let it all go. And I can release all of it and realize that we're all divine love. And everyone I see, I can see the Holy Spirit in. Everyone I see, I can see that they're just as innocent as me, that they've never done anything wrong. There is no sin or guilt. It's just the ego's veil. And once you can kind of just picture that and see that in everyone and feel that connectedness, then it goes, oh gosh, silly ego, just laugh at it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dealing with you today. That's all. Thank you. Well, we are um, coming to a close, so I just wanted to throw it out there. If anybody has any um, prayer requests that they would like the community to hold for them this week? Oh, and I do see that, um, oh, Amber, you just were the one that was speaking. Sorry, I stepped away from my computer for a moment. So if anybody has any prayer requests. I would love to request a prayer for all of us that we are all taking a step forward this week, that we're all releasing some part of some some pattern that we've been holding on to for a long time and that collectively we are all advancing this week in our higher Holy Spirit self. Thank you. And Tammy? Yes. um, I recently, well, I had been employed for like, well, over six months and then I just got a job this week. I started on Tuesday. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so, I'm just so excited. And you know what? It's like a quarter of my salary that I had before. But, you know, I can make it work. But I'm so far behind financially. And I know all this has to do with just a lot of past stuff. But I would like prayer to, To not feel the the lack of money or resources to get out of this financial garbage I'm in. I don't know how else to say it. That's what it is. We will hold that for you. And I do have uh, two other shares on our that were written in, um, Corinne shared not only does spirit correct the mistakes, he also gives me the tools to respond differently. I become responsible in a more positive way, response, ability, able to respond. And then Lynn from Freeport, Florida wrote, thank you, Anand, for sharing. This is what came to me as you were speaking. The deep desire of my heart is that my words and my voice are formed in the light of love, and all that I speak will move from my higher Holy Spirit self through me. Beautiful, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, 
Um, thank you, everybody, for um, the amazing um, sharing and authenticity in your shares today. Um, I encourage you to re-listen to these classes or to these community calls. Um, in my experience, um, listening again and hearing myself speak and hearing the others speak when I'm not in the midst of am I going to share something or, you know, thinking about what the other people are sharing um, has allowed me to hear things in a different way and um, hear more things in what we are sharing. So I encourage you to do that. So any last-minute things before we close out? Well, thank you guys for share, for uh, facilitating, and uh, thank you all support group people. Um, I think I think of the Masterful Living uh, uh, Facebook page as my support group. I've been I've been looking and trying to encourage and trying to share and doing my best that I can to to be supportive and to be listening and to be authentic and honestly like it's it's my it, it's it's keeping me going throughout the week and um you know i i don't think i could do without it at this point and maybe i maybe someday i'll be able to be, do without it but right now i don't have to worry about that and i'm very grateful and thankful for that so thank you all for doing this and hold, holding this space for us to be able to communicate authentically to be able to share whatever it is that we need to share because um we we need to sometimes we need to let that stuff out and um if, you know because if we don't let it out it it just it, it stays in us and having a place to to let that out is is a really wonderful thing and it's a really uh i'm i'm just grateful for it and i just hope everybody continues to to um to uh to, to do the exercises and um, and and not be afraid, um, because the course of miracles says, do not be afraid of the ego, do not be afraid of it, and um, it's because it doesn't, it's not, it's not real. Um, so anyway, sorry. I, I hope I'm not monopolizing um, the time. Um, let me let you guys. Uh, conclude <laughs> <laughs> you're fine thanks Anand. Uh -huh. um i just did want to add um ann from georgia shared uh, we are closing on our condo next friday um i wish support in accepting that this is proceeding smoothly and is in holy spirit's hands so thank you ann we will hold that for you so i am gonna pray us out and um, placing my hand on my heart, as Jennifer says, to represent that I am wholeheartedly in for love. So grateful and thankful for this community, for this safe and sacred, non-judgmental space to share what's in our hearts and minds. So grateful for all of the authentic, beautiful sharing today. So grateful for all those who will listen later. 
um, supporting each other here and through the Facebook page, knowing that we are holding the high watch for each other, for our families and friends, and so grateful that we have these teachings and listening to others speak about them allows us to see them in different ways. So we're grateful for the body as the divine alarm clock. We're grateful for the ego popping up thoughts that we can then tell it that we got this. We're partnered up and you don't have to worry anymore, ego. We got this because our higher Holy Spirit self has us. And we're thankful for that. So with grace and with gratitude, so grateful that we can share it with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful and beautiful week. Much love to all. And thank you, Lori. (laughs) Thank you, Linda.